The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I want to start this morning by just saying a few words um, about practicing in this form here. Um, Mostly this time is for sharing and discussion. So from time to time I will have something I want to say. Like this morning I have some things I want to say. And I'll speak for some time. But primarily I I want to ask you what's happening What is it that you are experiencing in your practice as you work to bring this uh, mindfulness into your daily lives? And so the thing I'd like to talk about this morning is a little bit about that kind of sharing, how to do that. Um, It's... uh, I'd like to encourage this to be a practice, actually, and it is a form of reflection that, uh, that we engage in as we describe our practice. So in this kind of description, it's helpful to um, talk about the, the Dharma aspects of what you're experiencing as opposed to so much the content of what you're experiencing. The Dharma aspects m- meaning what, uh, what you were aware of, how you responded when you noticed that you were aware? Or were there other things that arose in that? Um, qualities of mind and heart that you noticed? What you noticed in your body? You can, of course, give us a little bit of a, of a context setting, if you wish. Um, but partly, I, I encourage this kind of reporting Um, to help keep your... It it helps a little bit with the kind of um, not being too revealing about your personal lives. I mean, for instance, you don't have to say, well, I was having a really horrible argument with my husband or something. Um, You can just say with... Uh, you, You know, with my... With my partner, we were having a very difficult conversation and I was noticing fear, and I was noticing anxiety. And as I noticed that, um, I noticed that I could be a little more mindful of how I was speaking. And that was really helpful, and it seemed to calm me down. And so I got a lot more calm in that interaction. And that uh, supported my partner's ability to calm down, or something like that, Um, so that you don't have to get into the details of the content of your, of your experiencing. It's more about what you noticed, how you were responding to it. Um, another good thing to report on or to, to consider in this kind of a description is where, if you noticed something in retrospect or in reflection that you didn't really be, that you weren't really aware of. So, for instance, you know, you're, you're describing a situation and as you're describing it, you realize that you, you became a little bit um, frustrated, but at the time you didn't notice that frustration. You, got, you were caught in that frustration. So you weren't able to really be mindful of that. You were caught by it. And in retrospect, you see that you were frustrated and caught by it, but you didn't notice it at the time. And so that kind of thing can also be really helpful in describing your experience. As you're describing, you notice, oh, I see that that there was something there that I didn't notice. And that's actually something that I may be asking you, or, you know, as you describe experience, I may say, well, you know, did you notice this aspect of your experience? Partly um, that's important because noticing where we lose mindfulness noticing where we're not mindful, supports our ability to then be more mindful of that in the future. And a lot of this daily life practice, I think a lot of you are are here because you know the benefits of mindfulness, you've seen the benefits of mindfulness in your sitting practice, and you'd like to be able to bring some of those benefits into your your day. I mean, the day, our day is really where the 
the rubber meets the road. You know, this is where we have our reactivity. It's where we have our uh, difficulties. It's where we live our lives and where we meet our struggles. And so being able to bring some mindful attention to the struggles and difficulties as they're arising is a great place to be able to become freer of them. It takes time. And initially, part of what we get to see is that uh, we're struggling and we're caught by struggling. But over time, as mindfulness gets stronger, as we strengthen this muscle of mindfulness in our daily lives, we are able to see our struggles and have a little distance, a little separation from them so that we're not so caught by them. We, we, we get a little bit of perspective, maybe some humor. Humor is great to, um, to, to engage with. You know, if you can begin to laugh at your patterns, begin to laugh at your ways your mind does these things. I mean, really, these, the, a lot of what we work with in terms of our struggles are habits and patterns. And um, they're, they're habits. They're, they're not that we're choosing to engage in these ways. It's the, you know, the pattern is doing that. The pattern is choosing to engage in that way. If we could choose otherwise, we would. And sometimes we, we just find ourselves in the midst of that struggle, and that's what we get to pay attention to. The more mindful we get over um, our practice, as we get more and more aware, we start to be able to see how we're heading into those patterns and have some kind of a choice about it. So um, that's just a little bit about... Uh, you know, how to practice a little bit in this form here. Um, It's not required to speak here. Um, It's really, really a helpful aspect of the practice to share your practice. It supports not only you in terms of learning how to uh, look at your experience from a Dharma perspective. Um, It gives you the opportunity to get a little bit of... um, a direction perhaps from me if, um, if I have something that I can point to that you might not be noticing or something else you might um, pay attention to. It also supports the whole community to hear how others are practicing. And I think you'll find this as you hear the reports of others. And so while you are listening to the reports of others, I'd also like you to practice mindful listening Notice how what the other person is saying is impacting you. Are you reacting to it? Is it is it um, something that you you know is it is it is it a reaction that because it's something so close to what you're experiencing you're feeling a little bit of tension and and confusion inside of you, or perhaps you're feeling a resonance and like oh I'm not alone. Okay, you know this it feels good to hear that I'm not alone, and and so just notice how you respond as you are listening. In this form, it's also helpful um, to not have too much uh, back and forth conversation um, between you guys. Um, it, it's it's just generally supportive of the safety of the container of the of the room. If um, you know, you if in talking about something, you don't comment on what somebody else said. I mean, it may well be that, that you say, oh, I really resonated with what that person said. That's what I'm dealing with, too. And then talking about that. Um, so, you know, we don't have to keep it, you know, completely isolated. You know, there may be words that people say that resonate for you, that help you. So um, you can use that. Um, And so what I'd like to hear this morning um, from as many of you as are willing to share is a little bit about what uh, you chose as your your tasks, your chores, and then um, perhaps also a a reflection on the the theme for the week around wise and mindful speech and have you reflected a little bit around an area that might be interesting for you to explore 
in that uh, in that side of things. So um, we can kind of just go around the room, or we can do this popcorn style. You willing? Anybody willing to start? I chose sitting. Um, last year I tried to do every time I uh, turned on my or looked at email, and it was impossible. <laughs> 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 so I thought I'd go with something as easy as possible. <laughs> and uh, um, so have watched the gap between when I sit and when I remember shorten since last night uh-huh. <laughs> and had one moment today of, Remembering as I sat. Great. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then um, making my bed. Did you remember that this morning? I did. Great. Yeah. One thing I'll just say for, for all of you, hang on, I want to ask you about the mindfulness piece, of the speech piece too. Um, for the chore that you pick, um, you know, often that's someplace in your house or someplace where you are consistently... And, you know, I hear that people, people will often say, you know, okay, I forgot in the last two days, you know. It's fine to use props. Props are good to help you out. So, you know, if you're doing it with dishwashing, put a big note right in front of your sink that says, be mindful. You know, this will help you to remember. So you can use props. That's fine. It's fine to use props. And then um, about speech, did you have any reflections about speech? I've thought a lot about it, but I don't have anything pithy to say about it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Oh, names. Eileen. And I chose walking through doorways because as I was getting ready this morning to come here, I walked through a doorway and said, oh, I think this is what I'll choose. (laughs) And then I remembered the next three that I went through, and and then I'm sure I walked through a few that I didn't wasn't aware of, and, um, and then I sat down to, to read some emails, and then I said, oh, it's time to go, and then I remembered the next three doorways that I went through just coming here, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I chose making my bed, because again, I went to make my bed, I said, oh, okay, I guess I'll choose this one, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, um, and then around speech, I um, hadn't really thought of anything until you mentioned it this morning. And I reflected on the exercise you did around, um, you know, going through the different, the, the seeing, the hearing, and, the, um, and I was struck in that exercise by how, um, just paying attention to the listening part, how acute my hearing was, and I was kind of struck by that. So I think I'm going to focus more on, on listening as uh-huh. far as the speech part okay. goes. And um, what was it... Um, in that, knowing that you went through the doorways, were you simply just aware that you're going through the doorways? Was there, what did you notice? Oh, it was quite joyful to remember that. Uh-huh. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm Maureen, and um, I've chosen washing dishes as my chore. And chores that I've chosen in the past have continued, some of them, have continued to be a mindfulness thing. It's I actually have some delight in feeding my cat. <laughs> and we have ants right now so that, that the cat has to have a moat around his dish so that the ants won't crawl into his dish. So that it's, it's very pleasant assembling his little, little cat food delivery system and putting it inside a bigger bowl so that the ants won't get into his food. And, and I'm mindful about it mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. having done that a few times. Having, um, so it's kind of k- kicking in again from previous retreats? Well, it's, it's, I it? noticed that it's been there. Oh, I see. It okay. hasn't, hadn't really left. Oh, great. That's really good to hear. <laughs> It's, it's almost as if, well, if I wanted to center myself, maybe I could just feed the cat, but my cat would get really fat. <laughs> um, the recurring task, my life is more giving me tasks rather than me choosing things. I'm having a difficult family of origin situation, and I have the opportunity to observe myself 
doing mental proliferation more than twice an hour. Uh-huh. Okay. And I've attempted to choose some things, but it's more or less maybe this is what's there and I might as well pay yeah. attention to what's there. Yeah, and you've, you've done enough of these that you can pick... Pick something that feels like it really resonates with yourself mm-hmm. at this time. So, so you're basically noticing when you wake up into mental pro- proliferation? Well, eventually. It's what made me think that maybe this would be a good idea is the other day I had an entire mental argument with my sister who was 3,000 miles away who... I had both sides. <laughs> the issue, you know, came out of what was going on, but I did this whole thing. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so sometimes I can catch something like that at the beginning, but other times it's, you know, when I realize I've taken it way far out. Right, right. Okay, and so in that process of, are you waking up into it or are you remembering after the whole thing is finished and done with Oh, I'm waking up in it when okay. it's like yeah. I know that I'm not in the room that I'm thinking that I'm in. I'm not in the stance that I think I'm in. And it's right. like, oh. Right. So you're really in one of those mind bubbles, you know. like <laughs> they, have, they have been happening. Yeah. Yes. So um, I'd suggest starting with just in that moment of remembering. First, notice that you've remembered. You know, notice that mindfulness has come back. So... Um, um, I don't know if there's any judgment happening or if it's kind of amazement, you know. But if there is any judgment, see if you can let go of the judgment Mm -hmm. in favor of just noticing. Okay, well, how has that proliferation impacted my present moment experience? That's the simplest, simplest Mm -hmm. way in. And how about with the, the speech? Well, I've seen a lot of opportunities recently to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) <laughs> so practicing silence that's a, that's a good one actually that was on my sheet I think I don't know if you read this there was one um, number eight explore silence and Gil suggests sometimes uh, the question you know is what I'm about to say going to improve on silence so yeah um, being silent can can be helpful <laughs> thank you Maureen my name is Bob, and I had chosen yesterday a couple things, and then I just remembered this morning when you mentioned they now now I remember what they are. <laughs> um, one is going through doorways. I think I've chosen that one that one before. I like that one. I guess there's a symbolism to me of leaving one space going to another. Um, and then for a longer for a for a longer term activity of chosen washing dishes and haven't had an opportunity to do any dishes. We'll see if they pile up in the sink all week. <laughs> um, and I spent a lot of time thinking about the, about speech and I'm noticing a tension. I'm noticing a tension this morning and I was looking at a tension last night about um, it's kind of like a feeling of being in a classroom back in school or something <clears throat> where there's uh, I'm feeling a certain pressure to contribute but yet also uh, not to but also to um, to be quiet and let the let it let things unfold as they as they will um, and I've not I did notice yesterday in the speech exercise about I noticed that afterwards that I had an enthusiasm or sort of an emotional enthusiasm that I don't think I was aware of right at the time, and I can see how the emotional part comes in uh-huh. to uh-huh. Um, affect my speech at the moment, and I'm not not always aware of it at that moment. Right. But uh, hopefully I can... So that sounds like a great thing to... Um to try to key into a little bit. You know, in, in mindful speech, and I will talk much more about this tonight, but, um, you know, first, first it's, I, I kind of at least had to approach it from the layers, the layers of where it was easiest. And the first thing that was easiest for me was just to know that I was speaking while I was speaking. You know, that that, that was, you know, kind of the bare bones of, 
being aware. But then it's easy to lose track of if you're just aware of being, of, of being mindful of speaking, of just knowing that you're speaking while you're speaking. I mean, that's, that's kind of like, can you know you're speaking while you're speaking? Like right now, I can know I'm speaking while I'm speaking. It's pretty easy. I'm talking about speaking. So this is, this is pretty straightforward. But it's also easy in that knowing you're speaking while you're speaking to be involved in the content, still knowing you're speaking. So it's, it's a step. It's a step towards mindfulness and awareness. But it's also easy to be involved in the content and not so connected to the inner life. And so the next thing I suggest for people is when you begin to recognize you're um, aware of speaking while speaking, that you start to see, can you check in just very simply, am I at ease or am I tense? And that's a doorway toward um, the emotional component that's involved in speaking. Just checking in, am I at ease or am I tense? And then from there, after you get familiar with being able to, while you're speaking, track whether you're at ease or tense, you can begin to move into a little bit more um, depth of your emotional life, like excitement or um, frustration or all of the different emotions that come up for us. Fear, anxiety around speaking. And there's so many different emotions that come up for us while we're speaking. So um, it can take some time to touch into those emotions. Um, But kind of having that intention towards moving in that direction is really helpful. So thank you. Thank you for that. I'm Linda. Linda? Linda. Linda, okay. Sorry. Um, I chose opening doors because I thought that would be a little more manageable than walking through them. Um, And because I'm conscious of these kind of very, for me, challenging to remember and remember and remember that way and that I would get discouraged if I couldn't remember. Um, but then I remembered several times and I thought, <laughs> this is going to be a lot easier. And then for the next hour, two hours, I don't know how many doors I opened and I completely lost it. But I was conscious of just watching my mind evaluate how I'm doing with this because I have a lot of interest in am I doing it correctly is it going to be useful Um, how many times can I forget before it's bad Um, many 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 (laughs) (laughs) that question question just okay fine (laughs) good way way more am I going to forget than I'll remember that's right that's right and this is part of our practice to learn that skillful relationship with remembering. You know, that moment of remembering, I, I stressed this some yesterday, but that moment of remembering that you've forgotten, you know, that's a great moment. You know, it doesn't, it, it's, it's not a moment of failure, it's a moment of, of things are happening. So, you know, you've remembered that you've forgotten, that's a moment of mindfulness. In that moment, one other piece that I often like to suggest is, can you take in what does it now feel like to be mindful? You've remembered about mindfulness. What is it like for that light to have gone on? Just see if you can, just I'll put that out there because that's it's something I'll say a lot this week and I'll point to that moment a lot this week because it is a key for our daily life practice to get familiar with that moment. It happens to us a lot. It happens to us a lot more than we think. And getting familiar with that experience, um, we start to recognize that moment more and more. So I will, I will say more. I'm sure I'll say more about that this week. So, um, so your chore, did you? Oh, uh, that was washing the coffee pot, and I, I remembered that. Actually, I remembered it several times before I did it. Great. Um, so it also in that, see, this is partly the way this works. I mean, you have something that you're planning to, to be mindful of, and so you remember, oh, I'm, I'm planning to be mindful of that. Now, recognize again, that's a moment of mindfulness, in advance even. You know, it's also a moment of remembering about mindfulness. So you can just take in what's happening. I've heard people often describe that they remember in advance things and then 
they um, go to do it and they forget. So, you know, that, <laughs> that's also not a problem. That's, you know, this is the way our minds work. How about speech? Uh, I think I'm still thinking about that. I had a conversation with my sister who was asking me, well, what's happening and so on. And I thought, well, shall I mention this? Shall I not mention this? Because they don't. Under, they know I meditate, but they don't really quite understand it. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just very confused about how to talk about it with them in a way. So, um, but she, I did mention it. And she said, "Oh," and then she just let it go, and I let it go. So yeah, it that sounds right. very skillful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. My name is Mike. Um, The um, repetitive task that I picked was sitting down, and I haven't done much sitting between (laughs) yesterday and this morning, Um, but I did think about it one time uh, when I did sit down at the computer for a few minutes. Um, In anticipation of this class, uh, I had talked to Betsy and other people who had gone through this class, and I I picked shaving as my larger thing, And, and shaving for me is a very telling um, time because it's first thing in the morning. And uh, to watch my mind racing uh, literally two minutes after I get up is amazing. Uh, uh-huh. I uh, have small children. I have a lot going on in my life. And uh, uh, the planning and the thinking ahead of all the things that need to be done. So you uh, noticed this while you were shaving? I noticed this a few weeks ago. In anticipation uh-huh. okay, of this okay, class, okay. I kind of picked my own uh, thing. Okay. But I thought it was a very good thing for me personally just because I really notice in the morning I'm one of those people I get up and my mind just takes off. It's just, okay, i got to do this, i got to do that, you know. So-and-so needs lunch, so-and-so needs soccer, you know, whatever. And I just start thinking about all these things that need to be done. And it's very, I've been doing this for, you know, two or three weeks in anticipation of this, and I find it very hard, even when I remember to be mindful, a third of the way through my shaving, I'm back to thinking about all the things that well, need to be Well, one of the things done. you can try, I mean, one of the, the things that we need to learn in daily life is that mindfulness doesn't mean not thinking. So, can you be mindful of the fact that you are planning? I mean, again, you, you, we need to plan in our daily lives. I mean, you've got a busy life with kids. You, you do need to think about, okay, that one needs that, that one needs that, I need to do that. I mean, we need to think about those things. And we can be mindful of that. We can actually plan mindfully. Now, that's not something we encourage in sitting meditation. But in our daily life practice, we, we, it's helpful to learn how to be mindful while our minds are thinking. And partly it can be about, you know, noticing that you're thinking and seeing if you can stay connected with the, the inner um, uh, momentum that's developing. You know, is there, is, there, um, is there a resonance with what you're thinking? It's like, okay, yeah, I need to do that. And then it's like, yep, okay, that feels good to remember that. And, or is there kind of a spinning of, oh, I, I've got I've to think about all of these things and one thing tumbles into, an, into another. So how is the experience of planning for you? So um, it is helpful to cut that momentum if you're, if you're tumbling into it by just coming back to the experience. But um, we also don't need to artificially stop the way our minds are functioning. Part of it is what we're, you know, we're trying to do is to see if our mindfulness can learn to, to ride on the back of what it is already happening in our minds. Typically, I, I, I already either written down or calendared these things. Uh-huh. So, so typically, okay, so you don't really need to think so, about so them. So <laughs> typically, it's, it's relatively repetitive, or uh-huh. I'm thinking of nuances, but... Um, but I appreciate what you said. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a really good point. I mean, I find the use of calendars is really helpful. And then, if if I am repeating, it's kind of like, not now. You know, I don't really need to do this right now. There's that, other things. Yeah. That's exactly what I've been doing with my shaving. <laughs> go back, go back to shaving and thinking about uh, whether I've you know shaved my chin or not or whatever. You know, and, right. and um, but typically I have. Uh, 
either packed or written it down or something. So it is somewhat repetitive and really not that useful at, at the time. Yeah, and that's really helpful, actually, with thinking and with speech. This is another good one with speech, is to, to think about, is this useful? Is this helpful? Is this beneficial? That's that. Is, the, is it this beneficial? That applies not only to speech but to thought. You know, we can actually reflect on that. Is this necessary? Is this thought necessary? I've asked myself that very question. I've, a- I've actually said, okay, I've just thought of ten things. How many of those had I already written down or dealt with? And it's usually eight of the ten, nine <laughs> of the ten, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And then um, in my speech, um, last night I, w- I was having a, just a small, I wouldn't even say an argument, just a little... Uh, discussion with one of my children and I started to get frustrated and I started to feel that emotion and and what you just mentioned a few minutes ago to to someone else about you know recognizing the feeling uh, and and how that started to affect my speech so I started to feel a frustration or just a welling up of a little bit of anger uh, inside me and the moment I felt that I caught it and and I was able to then just almost laugh, you know, take a deep breath and discuss the issue which which went fine. But but the trigger for me was feeling the emotion first, uh, and then just stopping my speech for a second. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then, you know, getting a little smile on my face, I think, and just describing what needed to be done and why it needed to be done and we both happily moved on after that. So, Great. Oh that's lovely. Anyway. Thank you. Yeah. I'll pass it back back the Uh, so my name's Phil. Um, I chose uh, sitting as uh, the repetitive task, and uh, that seems to have gone reasonably well. Um, uh, in terms of the sort of task that happens less frequently, I chose brushing my teeth. But actually, in in listening to the to this recent conversation, I actually think I'm going to choose shaving. <laughs> uh, I, I actually find that I avoid shaving because I find myself either too rushed or too um, thinking too much. And so uh, suddenly I thought, wow, that would be um, a wonderful task to choose. Uh-huh. So um, I'm actually quite uh, excited about uh, <laughs> Um, Great. This is one of the benefits of the sharing. <laughs> um, as far as speech, um, I, I think that one of the things that I had thought to work on was the timing of what I say. Mm-hmm. I think that I find myself thinking, oh, well, this is a helpful or reasonable thing to say but I am very unmindful of when I say it or when I choose to say it. And, uh, but then in retrospect, I think that sometimes that's very hard to know. And so I'm thinking that maybe the better part of valor is to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so I think yeah. Um, yeah. maybe recognizing that if the timing is hard to instead maintain silence. That sounds like a beautiful practice. That sounds really great. Thank you. So my name is Tom, um, and the activity that I chose was sending email, because I seem to do that fairly frequently. Um, and I had a couple of opportunities this morning, and it was fine. It's fine. So you remembered? Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. And then I chose brushing my teeth, but I forgot until I was shaving. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I remembered. Um, and then I think with respect to speech, um, as I asked yesterday just about harsh speech, and you indicated it goes to your intention. So since then I've been considering my intention, and I, I will have the opportunity to work with that tonight. Um, as I have a conversation with my daughter, and I've just been thinking about my intention being one of supporting, of loving, of understanding, because she's going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing that her reactions are not something that I need to react to. Yes. Um, and, or that you have control over. Yeah, that, well, you, that's, that's you, actually the other piece I was you, thinking of. Yeah, like you, you even, you know, 
even having the notion of or the intention of the deepest love and support and care for your teenage daughter, teenagers tend to have a lot of stuff going on and can be reactive. So that's a good place to practice equanimity and not taking it personally. So, I mean, we can't control, even with the best of intentions, sometimes people will come back and have a sense or, or say, well, you know, that's unfair or that's whatever. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll respond as if you're speaking harshly, even if really very deeply there isn't that harsh speech. So uh, sometimes you just have to accept that the reaction is the reaction. Right. Which is hard for me. But, yeah, I know exactly what you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I just want to pass the mic right now. That's fine. Okay. So do I, but... Um, <laughs> As I said, I, there's, there's no... You do I, not I, have to, to participate in the sharing, but... I came late, so maybe that's my, ch- my choice. Okay, that's uh, no, fine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I think for me, breathing would be good, a breathing exercise, because I'm doing some boteco breathing, mm-hmm. you know, the breath control. So that's, that's the only thing I want to say, that I want to do that. You're going to use the breathing in your daily life? No, I okay. do breathing exercises. Oh, I see, okay. You know, they're sittings. I see, okay, okay. Uh, Virginia, um, I chose sitting as, um, and I think I came close once this morning to remembering, but that's about it. And uh, um, is the mic on? Is the mic on? It's green. Okay, it's Yeah, try to speak a little closer into it. Yeah, sorry. That's good. Yeah. Okay. And uh, food preparation because I kind of like it, and I hope it would be a pleasant experience since I'm doing it anyway. Or to be mindful of that. And did you have an opportunity to, to do that? Yes, but I forgot. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Now that's a good place for a note. You know, yes, yes. Use, use some props I to will. help you. I will. And I thought about putting some notes on chairs that I usually sit in and stuff like that. Because uh, Yeah, do what you need. <laughs> I will. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, for speech, um, the most obvious, my husband and I are both retired, and our hearing is going, and I think it's a great opportunity for a little more mindful, what's my intention, is this a good time, uh, you know, is the other person busy or otherwise occupied, mm-hmm. just a little attention and maybe respect to that. And Great. Yeah, yeah that I sounds lovely. very helpful. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank, you. thank you, Virginia. My name is Sophia. Um, I had chosen door walk, uh, doorway uh, to be mindful, and I'd done this in the past. But um, <clears throat> and I and I had to go to work yesterday, so I really didn't think a lot about the speech thing. Um, <clears throat> but I did notice um, because of the potluck or whatever it is that my um, I don't know my concentration was really bad, and so I noticed I kept I was at work. And I had to go through a lot of doors constantly. And so I, know I was really struggling <laughs> to remember what time I was going through a door. And, um, you know, I was doing... Did you notice before you would go through there doors? There was times when I, when I was aware that, hey, you know, you're going to be going through this door. And that's, that was kind of interesting to think that way. Uh-huh. To think, to anticipate what I was going to be doing. And so as I, as I said a few seconds ago, when you anticipate that way, notice that as mindfulness. So notice that you are aware in that moment. What are you aware of in that moment? Are you kind of leaning forward or, you know, what's going on for you? And then uh, when I was at home, then I'll, um, I noticed that I, I forgot um, because it just, I went on automatic pilot. And then, um, then all of a sudden I, I was aware that, you know, the way this, this thing is set up, there's two doors in rapid success. It's so tiny where I'm living, you know. These doors are in, they're very close. And so it's easy to go through them without realizing it because they're very close together. So uh, that's forcing me to be more 
more attentive. Then I thought after <clears throat> listening this morning, I thought, and then I start making it real complicated because then I start thinking about the three characteristics. And so I want to make it deeper. So I want to, con- I want to contemplate the three characteristics. And I thought, no, that's too much. Every time you go through the story, you can't do all that. So I thought, I want to contemplate one, co- one of the characteristics when you go through one door. Because I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to pound this in my head. I'm, I'm really trying to think about, oh, this is the door of impermanence. This, you know, that's what I'm thinking when I'm going uh-huh, through these doors uh-huh, because uh-huh. I'm, I'm using it as a reflection. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I want to be, be clear that that is reflection rather than mindfulness. Oh, so then, then I'm making it, I don't, that's a different exercise. It is a different exercise. So um, it's fine to, do, to use reflection. Um, it can be supportive, but it's more engaging the thinking mind than the, I think somebody, yes, maybe it was you mentioned left brain, right brain. Um, you know, the reflection happens more in our left brain um, where we are um, actually thinking about ideas. And the mindfulness is more of a right brain thing where it's, it's just kind of the, the nonverbal connection with experience. And they can be integrated, but um, do notice that there's a, there's a difference between them. There, the uh, reflection, uh, we can reflect mindfully. So we can know that we're reflecting while we're reflecting. Well, maybe but, it's too much right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'd, I'd, I think. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> st- stick with the. Just can you can you be embodied going through the door? Okay, I I can I can do that, <laughs> and um, use the reflection at another time at another place. Yes. Um. Then I thought, well, maybe I should um. Then I thought I, maybe I should change, change that uh, task to turning on the... Because there's so many doors, and particularly at work, and I was going nuts trying to go through all these doors. So then I thought, <laughs> maybe I should choose turning on the light. And that also has a deep significance for me, so I can contemplate that every time I turn it on. And that's something that I want to embody, is that my own authority that I'm responsible mm-hmm. for turning on, and I'm responsible, mm-hmm. and but I'm how, accountable how often, for turning off my light. How often do you turn on the lights? Well, because of where I'm living, there's no window in the bathroom. So every time I go in, I have to turn it on. And if I don't want to listen to that fan, I have to turn it off. So that would be, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. at least in, the, in that area, there yeah. would be a lot. Yeah. Um, but at work? Well, when I'm at work, I don't turn them on and off yeah. that much, but there is some. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to suggest... always probably more frequent. Yeah, suggest, I'd suggest <laughs> something where it, it's happening throughout your day, you know... More frequently. More frequently, yeah. All right. So even though door, there's a lot of doorways, see if you can let go of hanging on to, I have to be mindful of all these doorways, and just set your intention towards that and allow the mindfulness to come as it comes so that it's not a heavy thing. It doesn't feel like a burden or something you're carrying around on your back. Oh, mindfulness of doorways. So it's just, you know, let the mindfulness come as it comes, but keep setting that intention every time you remember that you've forgotten, every time that you remember that you're doing it. Just can you keep it light? Can you just, okay, here I am walking through a doorway. What is this, what is this experience? How about with speech? Um, that also seems pretty overwhelming. Um, okay. But um, so I don't I don't know really how to how to do it. I don't know how to. I, the only thing I can t- think about is right now in what you're getting ready to say. Just simply know that you're speaking while you're speaking. That's it. Don't worry about anything else. Well, when I'm doing mindfulness on my own when I'm by myself, which I'm trying to do most of the time anyway, I'm talking out loud to myself. I'm, t- I'm speaking out loud. I don't know. I just find it really helpful. So I'm talking to myself. Like, so when I'm riding my bike, I say, you know, and if I find myself lost in thought, I stop it and said, you know, who are you? I'm riding this bike. How do you know? 
So I start reflecting on, you know, all this. And then lately, which I've not done before, I reflect on, I'm aware of speaking. I'm aware that I'm speaking about my experience right uh-huh. now. Great. That's the beginning. Yeah. So I kind of do that, and I hadn't done that in the past. I was just speaking, but I wasn't noting that I was aware that I was speaking out loud about my experience. Yeah. So I find that very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. That's the beginning. That, so in, in, you said you don't know how to do it, but you're starting. So that's great. Just keep, keep going in that direction. But I, I think what I was going to say is that I keep reflecting on, which is what I brought up yesterday in the discussion when I spoke to you this morning, is that the five ways that people can approach you and the Buddha talks about that, and he talks about you know both the positive and the negative, right. or the pleasant and the unpleasant. And I thought that has got to be the only thing that I want to hold on to and think about in terms of how you approach others, and then how others approach me. I'm ref- I'm ref- I got to I, I need to do both, but it's 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 kind of overwhelming at times. But so then I'm thinking about that is going to be my guideline. I need Mm -hmm. to stop. That's hard enough, trying to pause, and then start, you know, if I start running this list over my, in my head, you know, before you open your mouth, what, you better check this. You know, this is something I really, I really want. I want to be able to be mindful of this. I want to be able to think, is this beneficial or unbeneficial? Is it timely or untimely? Is it true or not true? Is it affectionate or harsh? Are you approaching this with a mind of goodwill or inner hate? You know, if I run this list through my head, that's going to that's gonna create safety right there because mm-hmm. it's going to force me to pause. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, and that's the, you know, until it becomes part of the subconscious, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to manually do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> run this thing through that. Yeah. And, and as long as it quiet. doesn't feel too heavy. I mean that. Um. <laughs> well, there's probably some heaviness. <laughs> there's a song. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Thank you, Sophia. Hi, my name is Lynn, and um, I chose going through doorways also. And I would probably say I probably hit fifty percent. Um, mm-hmm. And my. A longer task was um, brushing my teeth, and my evening uh, routine is pretty uh, mindful in general. Uh, the morning one is um, pretty much a brush and dash uh-huh. kind of thing. <laughs> in fact, I'm not sure I did it this morning <laughs> uh-huh. in order to get here. So, um, and I had a so one- again, you know, mindfulness doesn't mean slowness. So, okay. you know, you don't have to slow down your routine to be okay. mindful of it. All right. So that's an interesting exploration, you know. What does mm-hmm. it mean to be mindful when you're rushing? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I had a wonderful opportunity to be mindful of speech yesterday. I've had um, a mishap. Uh, my scooter broke down and a neighbor helped me. And uh, they've helped me in the past also. And so I wanted to somehow um, show my gratitude uh, for their kindness and picked out a couple things from the farmer's market, uh, fresh fruit and a little cake. And I was trying to made a little card out and uh, found that I was feeling a little, I don't know, in some way fearful or... Uh, hesitant. I don't know these people very well, but nonetheless, they've been very kind, and I wanted to um, get to know them more, you know. Uh, and so I, um, but just figuring out, oh, I, what if it's dinner time? You know, is you know, I, I went through this whole litany of ta- self-talk about, you know, is it just right? Is it, you know, all those things, and um, and, and then I did it. And it was really nice. <laughs> I, we had a wonderful conversation. And, and uh, were you able to be aware during the conversation? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Now that I'm reflecting back, 
um, and was pretty engaged. So it was a, it was a, I'm I'm really glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Lynn. Um, I'm Chris, and um, the repetitive task I picked was when I go to my kitchen sink, you know, to get a glass of water, clean something up, whatever. Um, I remembered once this morning, and I probably went to my kitchen sink five times. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm going to put the sign up. I re- that's going to help me a lot. Um, my daily chore is feeding my kitty. Um, I think... I remembered before that I wanted to be mindful while I was doing it, but I don't think I was mindful while I was doing it. And in speech, um, I wasn't here yesterday, and hopefully you're going to talk more about this, but I'd like to work with speech. What my, my sense of myself is that I don't have a hard time pausing in fact, I'm on pause most of the time when it comes to speaking. Um, I really would rather listen, and I, I, I don't like to be self-revealing. Um, and that I'd like to work with that somehow, to be more aware of what's going on for me and to re- be able to reveal it more. Uh-huh. So it's a bit of... I don't know if that's part of mindful speech or not. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's, 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 um, you know, it varies for different people what they need to kind of work with. But what I'd suggest, it sounds like, is start not necessarily with the self-revealing part, with just, but just with seeing if you can connect while you're speaking with your emotions. Can you know what's going on inside of you mm-hmm. while you are speaking? Um, and that that's kind of, I think, the beginning for that. All right. Yeah, my task is um, looking at my dog. Your name? Because, oh, Sonia. <laughs> Sonia, mindfulness, right. Um, so my task is looking at my dog because apparently I'm doing this very frequently, so it's more of a habit, not really a task, but I just decided to take it. So looking at your dog? Yeah, like uh-huh. apparently people tell me that, especially her and I, the other dog too, but we look into each other's eyes all the time. Like sometimes I'm in a groove and she's right there and I look at her and I'm making faces and I'm talking to her with my eyes. Uh-huh. So, But I'm not really aware of it. Uh-huh. Okay. I know. I, I figured that in general, like being aware of things and being mindful about them is a big difference. And um, so that's my task. And my um, chore is, my other dog is injured. She got a new knee. So I have to be very mindful when I walk her because I don't want her to get re-injured. And um, that works out well. Mm -hmm. And mindfulness of speech. I forgot to say my name. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Sonia. (laughs) <laughs> uh, my name is Meryl and I'm going to um, the big task is iPhone just being more mindful I was going to start with just sending emails and being aware of when I send them but um, and, I, and I think I'm going to try to just focus that because I can get a lot larger if I want but really about when am I picking it up? Uh-huh. And really... Is it necessary? Is it necessary? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and also, um, it's sort of the part about speech, too. It's, um, do I need not only to read this email, excuse me, um, but also really reflecting on what I'm saying in the context of writing an email. You know, um, I mean, I try to bring more mindfulness to my writing, um, but I know that I can still have reactions to email, um, and even in the writing, sometimes, um, yeah, it, it's not always as mindful as I would like it to mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm 
doing that. But more it's like picking up the phone. Yeah. It's like, and that sounds like a, a really good one. <laughs> could be all day long, but um, anyway. And then um, brushing my teeth. Maybe I'll, if I decide to shave my legs, maybe I'll join the shaving thing too. <laughs> And speech, um, what I noticed last night is that someone said something unkind to me, and um, I was a little reactive within myself to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sort of hesitate to bring this up as something I want, because I don't want people to, I don't want to have an influx of people being unkind and be able to work with this, you know. <laughs> But I think when there's unkindness, um, my responses um, go into automatic pilot sometimes, and I'd Uh like to be more mindful of um, my own reactions. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. also... So this is is more about the listening side in a way. Or or is there a kind of an automatic response that you give Uh out of that reaction? There's a verbal response. Oh, I, last night I saw like a automatic. It's very quick sometimes, uh-huh. the trigger that's there. Uh-huh. Very quick. And it surprises me when it arises and when I've said something uh-huh. because there's no time. Right. It's not my intention. Yeah. It's just habit. So I, I want to spend a, more being aware of, of, of that. Right. Um, in, and in the same regard, uh, I'm aware of... Um, that is, I take it very personally, and um, I woke up at like four o'clock this morning thinking about what had happened, realizing that this person really suffered. It was really, you know, I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but the way their speech was or whatever, to me, shows some sort of suffering or something going on for them, and that I guess there's an intention in looking at this is to, yes, be mindful of myself, but also to start being a little bit more mindful of others and not so reactive within myself. Right. And actually, often that helps the reactivity when we can become aware of the intention or the, not the intention, but become aware that often when things are being said that we're taking personally, that it's coming out of some suffering on the other person's behalf. You know, that when we can recognize that it may not be so directly personal, it might be, you know, who knows, they're, they're having a bad day or, you know, something's going on and they're being careless and thoughtless in how they're speaking and it's coming out towards you. But it's not necessarily, you know, directed at you even. I mean, even if it is directed at you, we don't have to take it personally. You know, there's, there's one, um, one teaching story, I think it's probably a Zen story, where um, somebody comes and says something nasty to some person, and, to, to this Zen teacher. And, and the Zen teacher's response is something along the lines of, well, let me, let me ask you a question. You know, when, you, when, when somebody comes to your house and offers you a gift, bringing you a gift of some kind of, you know, food or drink, if you don't accept that gift, who does that belong to? And the person said, well, it belongs to, to the person who brought it. Of course, it doesn't belong to me. He said, in the same way, I don't accept your... Um, uh, your harsh speech, it doesn't belong to me, it belongs to you. So we, even if it is directed at us, we don't have to take it in. We don't have to take it personally. That's challenging. Um, but it is possible. So that's, that's another way to frame it. I mean, you know, that this thing is being said, even if it is directed right at me, can I let it go? Not take it in, not not pick it up, essentially. Yeah. What I noticed was um, in the reactivity, the other is not there. Ah, uh-huh. You uh-huh. know, and that once the reactivity dies down, the awareness arises. And so it's more self-oriented in the reactivity, and you're less aware of other. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so being more mindful to that, Mm -hmm. seeing the self, seeing the response, it it does its thing, and then the compassion Uh arises Uh out of that. Uh Uh But I haven't necessarily always given that much um, attention to that reactivity. Right. Um, so I'm sort of curious yeah. as to bringing. Yeah, that's that's a great a great place to to explore. Yeah, thank you. And we need to stop. It's a little after nine. I don't want to don't want to keep you. I know that you have your days to get to. So I apologize. We didn't get to the last four of you, and hopefully uh, tomorrow you'll have an opportunity to share. Um, this evening we have the the class or the, the normal Monday night class so there won't be the sharing opportunity this evening. So thank you all for coming and for sharing.